Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ahoy, Poetry Superhighway patrons. This is Rick Lupert. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our February 2016 edition of our live open reading. And you, ladies and gentlemen with ears, you are invited to call in and read a poem. The number to call in is area code 646716. 7362 or direct connect via Skype or the direct connect button. We have no content or style restrictions. We just want to hear your poem. We want to hear what's going on in your poetry world. We do this every month. Five years now? Four years? I don't know. A lot of years have gone by since we've been doing this every month. So uh, so call in. Share your poem. Could be a brand new piece you're excited about or just want to hear how it sounds out loud, or it could be a tried and true piece, or it could be something from your new book you want to tell us about. I don't know. Call in 646-716-7362. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show. I'm happy to have you with me. We rescheduled the show from last week. I was uh, I was sick. I had what we were referring to in uh, our neighborhood as the cold of death. Uh, which I caught from my wife, and uh, she caught from someone else, and it's been going around. It involved having a fever several days, and then the fever getting better, and then the fever coming back, and then the cold coming along, uh, and then being dizzy on and off. And I'm not quite sure I'm 100% cured from it, but I do feel well enough to speak to you this afternoon. Or perhaps this evening, if you are in a part of the world where it's evening. Or morning, for that matter. This is a worldwide show. Thank you, Internet. Happy to be here. So thanks for your patience. Thanks for your flexibility if you were planning on uh, listening and calling in last week uh, as we rescheduled to this week for the uh, sake of still being alive while doing it. Another thing going on, as you may know, if you're a patron of the Poetry Superhighway, is we are at the tail end of collecting books for our 15th annual Great Poetry Exchange. What's that, you ask? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I'd love to tell you. Uh, this is our annual project, 15 years running we've been doing this, where uh, we ask you to uh, think that it's a good idea to mail your book somewhere else in the world, and in exchange, you're going to receive a book from somewhere else in the world. Now, the deadline to sign up for this is tomorrow night at midnight Pacific time. We have so far 80 people signed up to send a book and get a book, which is pretty good. Last week we only had, last year, I'm sorry, we only had 69. And uh, this year we're already at 80 with still uh, a day and a half left to go in, uh, in, in, with the submission window open. And the, uh, the submission form was down for, for a week or so. It wasn't working right. We had to, Get in there and replace it with something else, and it's, it works like a charm now, so please join in if you haven't. So the basic idea here is uh, if you've got a book of poetry, um, could be out on a, on a press, could be a, a perfect bound book, could be a chat book, could be something you make yourself a one of one. Uh, we're pretty liberal on, on what it means, and, and you should be too because, uh, of course, it might mean you, uh, you're participating with a, a perfectly bound book from a publisher, and, and you get in the mail something which is which is handmade from someone else so uh you know be aware that uh, beware of that so you're going to you're going to sign up on the on the sign up form on our website poetrysuperhighway.com pretty simple sign up form you're going to put the title of your book your name your address um a 50 word or less description and um 
you click submit and that's it. You'll get, you'll get a confirmation. You'll get an email, and I will uh, put the listing for your book uh, along with the website if you've included one up on our page, and it'll be on this page all year. So it's kind of like a free advertisement for your book and your website all year long. You don't have to have a website, of course. And uh, then on, uh, <clears throat> we're going to close the submission window tomorrow night, as I mentioned, at midnight Pacific time, which is, uh, what, that's, um, I don't know, a day and a half. I can't do the math right now. I'm just not well enough to do the math. Tomorrow at midnight Pacific time, over 24 hours from now. Maybe it's 38 hours. I don't know. It's a lot of hours. Uh, someone else do the math and let me know. And uh, with, I'm going to send you on March 1st, after the window closes, I'm going to send you an email that says, send your book to this other person in the world. And I'm going to give you an address and a name. And you're going to, within two weeks, you will, if you've signed up, you will send your book off to that person. And then you'll wait. And within two weeks, you should receive a book from a completely different person. Um, a couple important things uh, to note here. Um, uh, these are for those of you who are uh, deciding whether to participate um, and if you've already signed up because uh, this always gets lost in translation a little bit. But um, the other really important step is that you notify me that you've sent the book. Um, <clears throat> I won't mark anyone off the roster until I receive the email notification that you have actually sent your book. Uh, that means – and I'm, I'm crazy specific about this. Um, if you – if you tell me, send me an email that says you're going to send your book later that day, I'm not going to mark you off the roster. That's how much of a jerk I am. No, I'm going to wait for your email that says that you actually already sent the book. And then I will mark you off the roster. And assuming that comes within two weeks, uh, you will not get any more follow-up emails from me. And you're in, in good shape. Another thing to notice um, – uh, to know, I should say, is that it's a circular exchange. So I assign books, uh, I use kind of a random number thing, and everyone sends a book to a different person. So it's not a one-to-one. -one. You will not be probably sending the book to the same person that you'll be receiving one from. That gets a little confusing because sometimes people might wait a week before they send their book, and they've already received a book, and then they'll get the book and say, oh, I should send my book back to the person who I received one from. No, 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 no. <clears throat> send a book to the person who you were assigned to in an email. It's sort of like it's a weird chain letter kind of thing, I guess, in that you're, it's, you're, you're paying your book forward. Uh, there's a chance you'll send a book to the same book, same person that you received one from. Um, uh, just because it's done randomly and it's, it has happened in the past that the same two people were matched up. But it's not a, it's not a definite thing. Pay attention to the email. So that's it. Um, it's uh, we got 80 books in so far. Um, you've got until tomorrow at midnight to join in. Uh, it's pretty easy. Oh, oh, yeah, one more thing, and this is really important. Um, now, most people who participate in Poetry Superhighway stuff are in the United States of America. Um, so this is mostly for you, this piece of information because uh, people uh, living in other countries who are also welcome to participate, of course, um, probably already get this, but um, it's quite possible you will end up sending your book to a completely different country. Uh, we've had people from literally every continent. Well, that's not true. From <laughs> all of the populated ones, anyway, uh, participate in this project, which means if you live in Indiana, you might end up sending your book to India uh, and if you live in Florida, you could send your book to China. Um, and it's, it's of course, much more expensive to send your book overseas. Uh, but again, they're all done, the, the, the uh, assignment of who to send your book to is done randomly. So if you think um, you're not comfortable spending that kind of money sending your book overseas, um, uh, then you probably shouldn't join in. It can get expensive. It can be up to 15, 20 bucks, even more than the cost of the book uh, to send books overseas. It's not an issue for some people. It's a, it's a concern for others. I can't guarantee that you're going to send a book to someone in the same country as you. It's all done randomly. So there you go. That's everything about the Great Poetry Exchange. I hope you join in. Um, it's a really cool thing, and um, it's a really awesome 
uh, idea that you will receive a book of poetry from someone, hopefully who you've never even heard of before, that you'll get to read, you'll get exposed to their poetry, and some other random person in the world is going to receive your book of poetry, and and that's kind of cool. You will have an audience of at least one more person uh, at the end of this who will be exposed to your poetry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's everything. We're going to get to our open reading now. The number to uh, call in, again, is area code 646-716-7362. Don't be shy. Call in. Our first caller is from the 206 area code. Hi, 206. You there? 206 area code. Hello. Can you hear me okay? I can, yes. Good. Good. Let me make sure I turn off the, um, the radio. Or I'm trying to t- turn off the radio. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Yeah, there is a Great. bit of a delay. Okay. If, there is a there's a delay if you listen on the, uh, the computer to uh, just important if you, oh, if, when yeah. you call in you got you got to listen on the phone or else you're gonna miss me uh, uh, calling you uh, or, or uh, referring to you. But uh, hello, who am I talking to? This is Leah, and I live in Tacoma, Washington. Hi, Leah. And um, yeah, hi. How long uh, do I have to read something? Um, well, we usually say read a poem um, without oh. any particular time limit. So, and then, so why don't you do that, and then we'll uh, we'll talk Great. about it. Great. This is called Junk Food Cowboy. The country isn't walking correctly. It has a slight limp, not noticeable from certain angles, but slowly getting worse. The country can't stand up straight. Can't maintain a military posture. Though a board is lodged permanently in its rectum, its gut has grown huge and spills out of its too tight pants. It still tries to swagger like it's in charge. The country ran sprints and dashes back in high school and maintained fairly decent scores, along with a C average marked up to an A, for no reason except it showed up in class and knew somebody's daddy. The country sits at Cracker Barrel, and is gunned down in the parking lot after eating another meal of lard and rage. There is no cowboy strut, no 50 paces. The sniper takes aim from his car window, and six are dead. The driver is another local guy who mows his lawn and fires shots into his yard, but his neighbors hear nothing. The country is almost dead. The country sits in the waiting room and hopes that somebody else will solve its emergency. Meanwhile, the sound of lullabies over the loudspeaker as babies are born, eager for their turn at the wheel. The country eats poison from the vending machine, shuffles around the corridors with its ass hanging out of pajamas. The country has dementia and insists it's in the wrong hospital while the nurses laugh from their vantage point on the other side of the window. The country lies on its single bed with a jar of IV fluids and a bad show on television. The program is familiar, and the country knows every word. The country reclines with the remote, searches for a better better channel. The official prognosis is poor, and the sentence terminal But still, the country is glad for a vacation. So it dials room service from the bedside phone, the meal on someone else's tab. Well done. Well done, country. I love your indictment of Cracker Barrel. Uh, You know, just meals only only composed of lard and anger. Well, yeah, in the course of our recent, uh, you know, experience that uh, went on, you know, was it, you know what happened in uh, Michigan recently with the sniper. So, certain literal quality to that particular image, I'm afraid. Yeah, Leah, well, yeah, that's a wonderful poem. I really enjoyed hearing it. Uh, I loved everywhere it went. Thank you for sharing it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I did want to mention, too, that um, I do have a couple of books available on Amazon.com. One is called The Underside of the Snake, and uh, it's stories and poetry. And then the other one is called Allergic to Everything, which is more poetry and um, a little bit of prose. So just so people know. 
Thank you. Cool. Yeah, they should. If you dug what uh, Leah just read, um, you should you should check out her books on Amazon. Do you um, do you have a website or anything that people can go to? Uh, just if you go on Facebook, it's under Leah Mueller, L E A H M U E L L E R. So I have a Facebook page, you know, a, a business right. page for my writing. Good. And um, if people order from Amazon, you order it from I am Ms. Leah. Because there's always these weird vulture salespeople <laughs> that get on there and they can order from like a dozen people. So you order from the person who's I am Ms. Leah, just in case anybody wants to. So. It's interesting. I, I've got some books up on Amazon, you know, that are that uh, and and they. Um, I, I it's funny to see how many different you know uh, vendors you know have a copy of it. Like you can actually. You can buy a copy of my book for twenty bucks, or you can buy one for seven hundred dollars. You know, from I, I know. someone, and it's like, <laughs> well, I'm not really personally. I recommend the twenty dollar one. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And, it's like I don't have. I haven't yet got you know seen that. I've heard about people that get their books listed by one of these weird third party sellers for like seven hundred bucks, and even like a used one. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? But. Um, yeah. That hasn't happened yet to me, but I have seen them, you know, marked up for like twenty or twenty-five. You know, I obviously sell them for less than that. So, well, may um, may you someday may your books someday be valued at seven hundred dollars by, by third-party people. Um, yeah, do, is yeah. anything going? Do you, do you participate in 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 Tacoma in in poetry things that happen in purses or anything I you can do, give a shout out actually, to? Actually, there, there's a really good group here called Creative Colloquy. In fact, they put out an anthology. Um, they, have a, they have their own website, creativecolloquy.com, and um, they also put out a, a, an annual anthology of some of their favorite works, and um, it's very popular, actually, in the Tacoma area. We, we have it's Cupid Rhymes with Stupid uh, open mic for Valentine's Day, and there are probably like a close to 100 people there, so I was very excited. Oh, I guess uh, it struck a chord in people, the whole idea of, you know, love not necessarily being, you know, hearts and bunnies. <laughs> so it's it, an important it, it component of it, though. It, um, it's well, nice we, when it is. Yes. Well, Leah, thank you so much for calling in. I, I hope you do so again. I'd love to hear more of your work. All right. Thank you so much. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Leah Mueller calling from Tacoma, Washington. Check out her books on Amazon or check her out on Facebook. Um, all right, moving on. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 516 area code. Hello. Hi, it's Stan Barkin. Hey, Stan, how are you? Pretty good. I'm glad that you're feeling better. Not almost Thanks. better, but somewhat better, right? Yeah, but m- mostly better, let's let's say. Right. Okay, that's good. Um, anyway, so here we are again on the air. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's 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 a condition where where which which there's no need to shake. Um, you're you're in uh in a Merrick, New York, as I recall. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, good. My brain is still working. Um, that's that's a plus. Um, and uh, you got a poem for us? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm just torn between reading something from the book that I'm participating in the distribution, or uh, one that I wrote more recently. Um, one is from uh, I was considering from uh, Raisins with Almonds, Possibly Cumanely, a book of mine that was uh, translated into Sicilian. Um, and the other is a poem, a more recent poem. What do you think? You want to pick? Uh, gosh, no, your call, uh, Stan. I um, wh- whichever one you're, you're most excited about, uh, I, I'd say go right. for it. And I'll, re- I'll, I'll read the one that's uh, most recent. <clears throat> okay. Uh, on the Edge of 80. As I sit in the den of Casa Barkin, built around the front stained-glassed window, my wife Bibi found on the edge of 80, surrounded by a multitude of books and magazines on the wall of shelves, those I've edited and published, some of which I've co-translated, several Bibi illustrated, many with my original poetry and poetry translated into several languages, 
Bulgarian, Chinese, Italian, Polish, Sicilian, the latest Romanian, I'm considering many things. The photos of my wife and me to the right of the stained glass window, Bibi's soft sculptures of our son and daughter, Scott and Mia, in the actual clothes they wore, and the photo montage of our grandchildren, Mattingly, Natasha, Jeremy, Rose, Roxy, Justin, to the left, all when they were small, and to the left of the inner door, the eagle, eagle owl, and crab kites we bought in China when we sailed the Yangtze, and the painting of Scott and Mia again when they were small, in those same clothes, sitting on the orange front steps of our house, hanging over the couch where I am lying with my feet up on the hassock in front before the large flat-screen TV, under which is a women's commentary Torah I try to read two pages of each day. I've placed a pillow behind my back to make certain that I sit up straight to avoid another COPD incident. There are two Tiffany-like lamps that stand on both sides of the couch, the one on my right casting shadows on the library cases in the corner. They're filled with albums of old family photos and rare books. The lamps, colored glasses, replicate the stained glass of the front window and somewhat of the hanging square one, blue, yellow, and clear. The rescued skylight from Beebe's family house in Kensington, Brooklyn, at the back, before the large glass sliding doors leading out onto the deck where our feral cats would frequently come scratching at, climbing up the screens to seek entrance, to enter and lie upon the hassock to nibble at the dry food placed on the Mexican ceramic plate on the leather-bound table, or to snuggle in the two equipoly chairs covered with new leather to compensate for the torn parts in the originals. Beebe's brushes stand upright in a green oblong ceramic jar on top of the throwaway recovered vanity now writing white painted desk Beebe found at a curbside, cleaned, waiting for new tubes of oil paint to be applied to the large white canvas hanging on the easel, dominating the corner to the right of the stained glass. And as I write this, I think of the blank page that started this reverie as a reflection of that white canvas. I think, too, about how much Bibi has made this house, the children, the grandchildren, the books, the sculptures, the montages, the paintings, the house itself, her large containment work of art, encasing all the living work she has created, how, too, she has cared for me, letting me do as I would, being an aceous chayel, a true woman of valor, and I wonder how much more I should have been showing my appreciation these more than 15 years we've been together. On the edge of 80, I wonder if it's not too late. It's never too late, Stan. Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Every little bit uh, is goes will go appreciated, I'm sure. Um, a very thoughtful piece. Thanks for sharing it. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. No problem. Anything uh anything you want to give a an announcement about or shout out to the project you're working on or something? Okay. Um working on uh the latest of my cross cultural uh communications broadsides and postcards. Among the postcards, um cat poems, love poems, mother poems and um uh, Valentine's poetry cards. They're open. They're five and a half by eight and a half. If anyone would like to send me some uh, the, the poem and art going together. The poem should be short, like 24 lines. And if it previously published, provide a credit. And the artwork, well, we need the title, the medium, the dimensions, and the year of creation, and the uh, full contact data of the artist, as I would of the poet. Um, my email is cccpoetry at aol.com. All submissions would be welcome. Payment would be 10 copies of the pros- of the postcard, and two to be signed and returned to me for my archive. Great. 
That sounds really cool. Thank you for uh, letting letting folks know about that. Um, well, Stanley, thanks for calling in again, and I look forward to the next time that Thank we you find again. ourselves Thank on you. the air together. All I right. feel better. Thank you so much. Uh, Stanley Barkin from Merrick, New York, reading his uh, his poem, uh, <clears throat> letting us know about his uh, that project, which is open for submissions even now. Sounds cool. Cross cultural communications is uh, is uh, Stanley's uh, venue. Uh, check it out. All right, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the nine seven three area code. Hello. Uh, hi, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Who's this? Uh, this is Ron Bremner from Glen Ridge, New Jersey. Hey, Ron. Welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. And I'm really glad uh, to follow Stanley Barkin. Um, uh, he, you know, uh, once again, he's uh, in Patterson Literary Review and also uh, Lips Magazine this year. Uh, so uh, kudos to Stanley. He's a great poet. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, congrats to him, and thanks for uh, thanks for uh, uh, giving him a, a, a kudos there as well. Yeah, I met him once. I met him last year, but I doubt if he remembers. But uh, it was a good experience. <laughs> I'm sure he's thrilled to hear that. Um, Ron, what have you got for us today? Uh, okay, I have a poem that was published in Shot Glass Journal back in October. Uh, it's kind of a beat poem. This is called Patching the Roof. After all, after all, after all these years, I'm on a doomed strut through the Harlem nocturne of you. A you I used to think I knew, but now I know for sure I'll never penetrate the avalanche of your smile, your pout, your universe. I'm always patching the roof after the water leaks in. Mm. It is a never-ending job, isn't it? I'll tell you. <clears throat> well, um, uh, Ron, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. Is there anything else going on in in your poetry world? Do you want to let us know about? Uh, yeah, this coming week is going to be a very active week. Uh, on Tuesday night, uh, in the Bridgewater Public Library in Bridgewood, Bridgewater, New Jersey, uh, at 7 p.m. There's a, a Featured reading by uh, Adele Kenny, and uh, there's uh, an open reading following. Then on Wednesday, there's a uh, featured reading at the William Carlos Williams Center in uh, Rutherford, New Jersey, at 7 p.m. Uh, featured reader is uh, John J. Trous, and that will be followed by an open. And then um, on Thursday, there will be another reading at uh, the Montclair Public Library, at 7 p.m. And uh, once again, there'll be a featured reading and uh, an open reading afterwards. So I'm going to be at all three. I hope uh, hope I can convince some of your listeners to attend too. I definitely think they should. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing like uh, experiencing a, a colleagueship of poets, poets uh, in a, in person at readings and having the opportunity to hear other people speak their work uh, the way they intended it to be read and to have the chance to read their own work in open readings, etc. So uh sounds like a lot is going on in the area, and I, I definitely hope some people check it out. Yeah, me too. Well, Ron, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, Rick. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. This is Ron Bremner from Glen Ridge, New Jersey, Uh, um, another repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. This does go down on your permanent record, by the way, Uh, once you you read in a Poetry Superhighway uh, open reading. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, All right, well, we're about at the halfway mark, uh, uh, but definitely some more callers we're going to get to um, shortly. Um, When I have a new spoken word track... Um, I, uh, I like to play it at this point in the show, uh, something that is uh, a little different from just a straight <coughs> reading. Uh, a good friend of mine named Brendan Constantine recently had a poem published in uh, in the Poem a Day series that you may you may actually uh, be on the uh, email list for this because there are um, I think something like fifteen thousand people who get this email every day. A poem chosen by um, 
uh, by the editors there that gets gets uh, mailed out. And there's also a um, an audio version that usually gets recorded that you can listen to. So uh, Brennan Constantine, a, a couple of months ago, had his poem, The Needs of the Many, uh, published in this series. And I uh, I uh, took it and, and remixed it. Um, with music and uh, and uh, just to see what uh, what that would be like. So I'm going to play that for you now. This is my own remix of the spoken word track, The Needs of the Many, from Brendan Constantine. This is Brendan Constantine reading his poem, The Needs of the Many. On the days when we wept, and they were many, this we did is it the sounds of the television, or reading radio, his poem, or the many the engines of the sky. Many. It was rarely so quiet on the days when just we wept our sadness, and they were many. The smallness we did of it over the that sound is merely the sound of wind or radio, and water between the many engines of the sky. This many rarely so quiet. We left we the house just in our sadness and drove the into a cafe of a many. movie that is merely or the bound the hospital and where we found the rain under the many many Brendan Constantine's poem, The Needs of the Many. You can find the original, uh, which you may need to after having heard that, um, by going to poets.org, www.poets.org. This is a a daily series published by the Academy of American Poets that you can read on the website. When you go to the poets.org website, there's a link to Poem of the Day. Actually, it's uh, published right on the front page as well. And you can search for Brendan Constantine, and you'll see the original text. It's really an extraordinary poem in its own right, um, and I hope you found the uh, the layering there um, at, at least interesting, um, if not uh, un- un-understandable. Thank you. That's a word I made up. If you have a spoken word track, if you have a poem that uh, you'd like me to play during this time, send it to me in an email. I'm at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Looking for not just a straight reading, because you can... Uh, you can... Um, uh, of course, just call in and, and read a poem. I'm looking for something that's been remixed, that, that may be layered with music, uh, maybe a live recording of something that includes the live reaction, something that's that's beyond just a straight read of your poem. You know, um, We try to play one of those at the half-hour mark uh, every month on the show. Just send it to me in an email, rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full roster of people for the uh, second half of the show, so we're going to get through... Uh, you as fast as we can to make sure we get to everyone. Um, if you'd like to try to call in uh, the number 646-716-7362, our next caller is from the 614 area code. Hello. Rick, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Vintage, yes? Good, man. Yep, that's it. You got it, man. Repeat <laughs> offender. <laughs> <laughs> you you did hear what I say earlier said earlier about the yeah record. I did I did I, I okay. really liked that man that was that was okay. actually pretty tight so uh, <laughs> but hey I, I know we got a lot of people backed up so I'm going ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hit it I know last time I uh, did a reading from my new book I'm working on that I've been building putting together from Amish country in Berlin Ohio so 
I'm going to continue down that route. So it isn't finished yet, but uh, it's, it's almost it's about almost there. So this particular piece uh, is called "The City Is So Ugly," and it's a comparison piece to uh, the city to the Amish country. Since I never realized how ugly the city is compared to the beauty of Amish country, the rolling hills, the variety, the reverence, the piety, the country nude of buildings and skyscrapers, makeup and body shapers. The Amish woman with her bonnet hides her body in her long sleeves and long skirt. Although hidden, she needs no shaper shirt. Her legs and body are amply toned as she rides her bicycle for miles, uphill, I might add, and all this in addition to her farm work and housework. The city woman never reported the robbery her car committed by stealing her fitness, by aiding and abetting her refusal to walk. Her large thighs and bellies are and belly are, are exposed in leggings and a tight T-shirt. She thinks she's legit, never realizing it is she who should be wearing the Amish woman's outfit. In the city, many abandoned buildings and closed businesses litter the street, others struggling although they're open late and seven days a week. In Amish country, it is not so. Come 5 o'clock, everything is closed, and on Sundays, find your own fun, because here Sundays are still all about the sun. The black roads are frequently littered with horse sentiment, raw and ungrounded. To understand why their owners would take a horse and a buggy over a car, many are dumbfounded. The simpler way, the simpler life, more focus on God, more time for the wife, the grounded children, the harmony, the complicated complexity of simplicity, should make one ask, who has it better, the let-it-comers or the go-getters? The bearded man in his buggy, or distressed out man in his Jaguar XJ3. That's a, uh, that's a very specific car you mentioned there. <laughs> uh, but Indeed. a good question. A good question. Um, thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Vincent. That's also from the uh, the Amish series you mentioned. That is correct. Love letters from the Amish country. So it'll. Uh... I'll let you know when it. Uh, matter of fact, I'll probably do the uh, debut. I'll do that on uh, on your show. So when it's uh, when it's ready, but a couple of pieces that I think I'm read three or four from uh, that particular collection. So cool, really yeah. cool. Well, Vincent, uh, anything else you want to mention uh, that you've got going on poetry wise? Uh, poetry wise, uh, you know, this is what I'm focusing on right now. I do. I did just release a novel here uh, not too long ago, so but they can check everything out, including all my poetry, plus my Do Pantyhills Lie and all that stuff is on the, my website at www.vincentivory, like the soap, I-V-O-R-Y, dot com. So everything is right there. And uh, once I finish this up, this will be uh, Love Letters to from the Amish Country will be on the site as well. Rick, thanks cool. for your time. Thanks for what you're doing, and uh, keep on hitting it, man. And I uh, like, like the little mix, the little mixer there, and uh, trying to change it up. So uh, we just appreciate you providing this avenue, sir. Oh, my pleasure, Vincent. Thanks so much for saying saying so, and thanks for calling in. Okay, no problem. Hey, you have a great week. Thanks you too. That was uh, Vincent uh, calling from uh, I, I believe it was Westerville, Ohio, if I remember correctly. Um, reading from his uh, uh, upcoming uh, poems uh, from from the Amish uh, perspective, uh, so uh, looking forward. Wow, he's going to announce the uh, the launch of that book here on this show when it's when it's ready. So that's that's exciting. A, a an, an impending debut is on its way, um, and you'll hear it here first, ladies and gentlemen. All right, moving on. Um, our next caller is from the three one zero area code. Hi. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. Lupert and Henry Howard. It's been a long time. Hey, Henry. How you doing? All right. Um, wanted to come out of retirement and share a, share a poem with everybody that has just been accepted into the first ever Repro, Reproductive Rights Freedom Festival in New York, March 20th. And I will provide the details for that exciting event after I read the poem. All right. the, uh, the, poem is, uh, the poem is called The Last Refuge. 
By ones and twos, by car or train or on tired feet, the women of Mississippi made their way to the last refuge of the Jackson Women's Health Organization. Some come shyly with awkward partners and with trembling hands complete the forms acknowledging their new reality as unintended parents. Others come with women friends seeking the solidarity of sisterhood in the hardest decision to challenge already complicated lives. And a few come strongly, defiantly, comfortable with the rightness of their choice, fierce in their determination that choice belongs to them and must be fought for. The clinic defenders come, women and men with linking arms and with arms outstretched, embracing the hope of a bold new day when no one rules and everyone chooses, and gender equality is a simple sentence under the law. And the antis come, too, with their hate-filled chants and their fear-filled posters and their fervent belief that forced motherhood is God's law and men were decreed to impose it. Sooner or later, no matter their differences and different agendas, everyone comes to Jackson, to the last refuge on the quiet street, where actions speak louder than words. Actions to keep reproductive choice alive and keep women alive, even as the actions of a woman-hating governor, lips oozing words of interjection and interference, and misogynist nullification threatened to wage war on women for the sake of the unborn. The women who come here seeking help must travel the length and breadth of Mississippi, a journey of hours for a medical procedure of mere minutes. The doctors who care about women's health must fly for hours from other states and don a bulletproof vest beneath their favorite work shirt. Many people dress for success. Abortion providers must dress simply to survive. Yes, everyone comes to Jackson, and what happens in Jackson stays in, in Jackson, including the last pink house that stands like a public rock between women and their private hell. Neither Mississippi twister nor twisted laws can tear down the walls of the bright pink house. Even as the courts and the governor self-righteously proclaim this clinic is closed, we must shout from the rooftops and the streets with all our might and for as long as it takes this clinic stays open. Thank you. Yeah, that poem uh, will be will be read professionally by uh, in the like I said the first ever reproductive freedom festival. This is a first time on stage theatrical performance of 25 short works related to covering the whole spectrum of of repro rights directed and produced by nationally honored um, women's playwright Cindy Cooper with her uh, under her auspices of her company Words of Choice. And it will also be the first time that these, by the way, these pieces will not be read by the, uh, the writers themselves, but by professional actors and directed by professional directors. And this will be the first time that such a thing has ever been streamed live across the Internet free, totally free for access all over the world by anyone with a computer on virtualarts.tv. You can go to the website and check out check all, out all the information which grows more exciting each day at www.reproductivefreedomfestival.org. And it will be um, live from New York City from 6 to 9 p.m. East Coast time, 3 to 6 Pacific time. And uh, I really can also be live uh, live on stage. You can get tickets uh, from the festival website for just eight bucks a piece, and probably the best investment you could ever make. With reproductive rights and abortion rights, particularly under attack in this country as never before, every every voice raised for women's justice counts ten times a little more loudly than than ever, than ever before. And we must not let our voices or our guard down. So, thanks. For well, Henry, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for sharing that piece and the information about the event. Congratulations on uh, on the poems placement as part of that event, um, and I hope it's a big success. Yeah, me too. We just we need it. Thanks, Rick. All right, take it easy. Thanks for coming out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. There'll be All more right, to come. 
Great. That was uh, Henry uh, Howard calling from here in Southern California. Um, moving on, our next caller is from the, let's see, the 416 area code. Hello. 416? Yes, that's you, huh? How you doing, Rick? I'm good. Who, who's this? Alex. Oh, Alex. Hey, how you doing, Alex? Alex from up in uh, Canada, yeah? Ten four, my friend. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's hear your poem. Okay, it's uh, it's a Valentine's one. It's called Least of Which. From me, you have received my absolute best. Not the least of which has been my friendship, as I will do anything that brings about your smile. To see this glow as it lights up your face is a sight to behold, as priceless as a sunrise as morning's first rays begin their ascent in the spirit. It is the welling up inside of the sheer emotion that triggers the release of pure exclamation. As the way you pronounce what resides within has a contagious effect that spreads across the currents of winds as this goes far and wide to regions of relevance. You awaken ancient relics that long have been dormant. Yet as your beauty merges with sensitivities, waters of old are invigorated. So become crystal clear. It is what you cause in me that I then share with you in a cycle of reciprocity. As it's in your nature, so is this in mine. Why we are side by side in a placid ebb and flow. As time goes on, we only expand these horizons to encircle more halos in a sky of purple mist. End poem. Cool. Nice piece, uh, Alex. Thanks, Rick. Anything, uh, a quick shout-out for anything going on you want to mention? Yeah, a quick shout-out that the library over in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan has asked me to be a guest speaker for their poetry night on Thursday, September the 8th of this year. So that's pretty cool. That's great. That's great. Well, um, I thought it was really well. That was cool when you're asked to uh, to, to read poetry uh, in front of a group of people. It's quite an honor. So uh, do us proud. Absolutely. It's called Bayless Public Library in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Okay. Cool. Well, good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. You take care and have a great day. All right. Thanks so much, Alex. Thanks for calling in. That's Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Ontario, uh, Canada up there, a repeat offender. Um, Lots of you repeat offenders today. Moving on, our um, next caller is um, uh, Riven Lether. Hello, Riven. Hi, Rick. It's Elizabeth Alford. Oh, hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to hear your voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be a regular caller from now on. I think I've just been so nervous about it. I well, you know, there's no need to be nervous. It's all on the phone. You don't, you don't even, you have, you don't even have to be wearing anything. I mean, this is just, you know, it's uh, just go for it. Um, you're you're up in the Bay Area, yeah? Yeah, I am. I'm in Hayward, just outside of San Francisco. Cool. Very cool. Um, and yeah. what's this name, Riven Lether, that uh, that I'm seeing on the uh, screen oh. here? Gosh, um, that would be a very old pen name of mine. I don't use it anymore, but I still have some sentimental feelings about the name. Got it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you you got a poem for us? I absolutely do. I wrote it yesterday. Oh, cool. Yep, yep. All right, here we go. It's called Untitled. The beginning of all things, or the end, since titles are difficult. Like the red-faced toddler in the supermarket, screaming for sleep, while red-faced parents busy themselves with groceries, I, too, seek rest. I, too, seek respite from the shrieks of untitled, no title, and unfinished. So many papers scattered on the floor, poems kicking like a child on the market tiles or in the mellow warmth of a womb. 
I watch new mothers with envy, swollen-bellied poets with perfect beginnings. Someday, a baby will turn inside me. Someday, some wonderful thing will come to me, and my untitled family will be complete. I turn on my stomach. I must sleep now and hope one comes soon. Oh, I hope that for that for you, too. <laughs> someday, someday. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, th- wow, we, you debuted a poem here on Poetry Superhighway Live. That's, uh, that's very exciting. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, uh, I, you wrote me recently that you're, you're now part of a, a, a regular weekly uh, reading series that happens up there? Yes, uh, Poetry Express in Berkeley. It meets on Monday nights, and I'm the newest co-host. Actually, tomorrow is my first night. That's really cool. So what does it mean that you're, uh, that you're a co-host? How does that uh, work for you? Well, um, normally the hosts will uh, give the introductions for features and uh, keep track of the time, that sort of thing. In my case, though, I'll be doing... Um, Things like prompt nights and maverick nights, so we'll be blind reading poems, guessing who wrote them. That's going to be tomorrow night. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I guess just I'm, I'll be running the show, that's all. <laughs> well, uh, break a leg. I hope uh, I hope it goes really well. And, um, and uh, now that you've committed to uh, calling in again, I guess you'll let us know how it goes uh, next time. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, All right. Well, Elizabeth, thanks for calling in. Have a great time tomorrow, and we'll talk to you next time. You too. Feel better. Thanks. Elizabeth Alford from uh, uh, Hayward, California, Uh, a first-time caller here on Poetry Highway Live and a first-time poetry host tomorrow. Uh, So if you're up in the Bay Area, check out that series. All right. We're going to try to squeeze uh, some more people. i got nine minutes left in the show, and i got four four callers left, so we'll see if we can get to – Get to all of you. Our next caller is from the 270 area code. Hi. Hey there. I'm a repeat Hi. offender. This is Trish Jaggers, Smith Grove. Hey, Trish. Kentucky, How's it going? Yeah, Smith Grove, Oh, hanging Kentucky. in there. Yeah, hanging in there. Glad you're feeling better. Thanks, I lo- me too. I love your remix. Um, just to slide that in, the, the Needs of the Many remix that you did. I love that, the layers and layers of voices. And it sounded so urgent, like like a need. That was that was great. I may get you to work on a poem of mine. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> now now, now I've, revealed, I've revealed I've skills, and people are, yes, are going to start making demands. It's um. Well, by the way, congratulations, uh, uh, Trish. You, of course, are one of this week's poets of the week. So um, excited to have you up on our on our website. This Thank week. you. It's an honor. It's a real honor. And I don't know whether to read that poem or uh, uh, another poem. I'm, I've got them both up in front of me, and I. It's your your call. Just go, you know, whatever you're feeling. Okay. Um, I think I'll go ahead and read the other one because everyone can read uh, vestiges up on on the site. But thank you again. It, it was a real honor. Uh, this one is from my latest collection, Why I Don't Keep Birds, and I've got to get it out and get it in the. You know, in the realm of things. Anyway, it's uh, dense text. One, it only looks hard. I could imagine you not jumping. It would look even easier. The edge of land looks off-center, away from us. Small trees find a handhold on sheer rock face and threaten to let go, but they won't unless they're pushed. There's a feeling one must get too close to feel. Like this morning, a dove flew in front of my car, a slip of gray-white against fog-darkened blacktop. I knew I couldn't miss it, waited for the soft knock against steel. Nothing. In the rear view, the dove settled at the edge of the road, its mate idling close. My hands on the wheel suddenly hurt and release. That kind of feeling. Three. At the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, he is in the process of leaving the stone, but it pulls on his back 
solid wings of retreat chiseled to him. Freedom's still air shines his face, his feet mired in marble. Visitors cannot leave without taking him with them. He almost goes. He almost stays. Four. I have not wasted my life. My life has wasted me. And there you go. Wow. That's uh, that's something you're going to want to get on top of. It was a finalist, uh, I think, last month in the Goodreads Poetry Contest, uh, they, their news, the Goodreads Poetry Newsletter Contest or whatever. But, um, yeah, um, I've got it. It's in the collection working on all these. Um, but, again, thank you. I enjoy uh, being uh, Poet of the Week. That's fantastic. Love your site. Love your work. Um, and, again, I may hit you up for a, a remix, you know, I still owe you a bottle of uh, Kentucky's Finest, so maybe we'll trade. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that'll be the payment. Um, okay. All I always right, get excited. Right. I always uh, get excited you when you call in, because I feel that's, you know, maybe that means the bourbon is coming soon. I just tried to figure <laughs> out how to legally ship something like that. I think there are limitations, but. You're you're probably right. There, the, yes. It's the man bringing us down. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe we just need to ship some to the man, and then we can slide it past him. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a good afternoon. I'm glad you're feeling better. All right. Thanks so much, Trish. Thanks for calling right, in. Thank you. All right. Bye, bye-bye, Rick. Uh, uh, Trish Lindsay Jaggers calling from Smith's Groves, Kentucky, uh, not only reading a, a new poem for us, uh, but uh, she is one of our two featured poets this week. You can read her poem, Vestiges, as a Poet of the Week on the Poetry Superhighway website. Moving along, our next caller is from the 804 area code. Hello. You there, 804? Oh. Such a shame. You've been on hold for so long. Last chance, 804. All right. Well, uh, no no 804. Um, all right. Moving on. Our next caller is from the 215 area code. Hello, 215. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm good. This is Hanoch Guy. Hi, Hanoch. I'm glad I you could squeeze me in, and I'm glad that you yeah. feel better. You're from... So um, let's uh, get to the poem. Maybe you could... Have one more. Okay, great. Let's hear it. A most popular attraction, Auschwitz, 2015. Two million visitors, half a million from Poland, out of curiosity. We didn't know there were camps. A quarter million Germans out of guilt. Thousands of Israeli high school students forced to come Take pictures, videos, selfies with the infamous gate, Arbet Macht Frei. Email them home to lovers and family. The crumbling barracks were most popular. Although people complained, the camp was too gray and too orderly. They came mostly in the summer and outside the fences Fields bloom in yellow. Mm. And that I'm going back. I published a book about the Holocaust era Treblinka, and I'm writing more poems. Always coming back to this sad and devastated memories. Yeah, and it's um, it's a inter- the interesting perspective the students sort of being forced to uh, to go and taking pictures and that kind of thing. Well, well, listen, Hanoch uh, from uh, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for for calling in, and uh, and uh, and I'm glad you had the opportunity to share that with us. That's great. Keep well, Eric. Uh, bye thanks. Bye. You too. Bye. Um, all right. Well, that's just about our time, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, I don't have a chance to get any any more callers on the air, and there's a few of you left, so I'm I'm sorry we didn't get to you. Um, uh, this week, my this month, I'm uh, as I always mention. You know, sometimes we're we're light on callers at the beginning of the show, um, and then they, it kind of fills up near the end, and and we we sometimes don't get to everyone when that happens. So I encourage you to tune in earlier and uh, and and call in earlier to better chance of getting you on. I always feel bad when we don't get to everyone, but I'm thrilled that we had such a packed 
show. Thanks to everyone who called in. Uh, Leah from Tacoma, Washington. Stanley from Merrick, New York. Ron from Glen Ridge, New Jersey. Vincent from Westerville, Ohio. Henry from Los Angeles. Uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Elizabeth Alford from uh, Hayward, California. Trish from Smithsboro, Kentucky, and Hanukh Guy from uh, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Our next show is going to be Sunday, March 20th at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time. That's uh, three weeks from today. We're going back to the week we typically uh, do this in, also because four weeks from today is already um, April, and we'd like to do this every month. So there you go. So uh, save the date and call in. Don't forget um, uh, our uh, great poetry exchange. The deadline to join in with your book is tomorrow night at at midnight. That's um, something like uh, 33 hours from now. I don't know. So please do call, do uh, uh, get your book in before then. We'd love to give you the opportunity to send a book to someone and receive a book from someone else. My name is Rick Looper. Check out my website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. So thanks to everyone to uh, for calling in and for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.